Hello, hello, everybody. Happy Friday in Central Time. You know what that means. It is time for the Friday 15, where we go ahead and answer your industry questions. And today I have on with me a co-host. You may recognize her if you're on the video. We have Lori Spears from Labarte Travel with us. Hey, Lori. Hello. Thank you so, for having me. I love Friday 15. I, I know. I do, too. It's like a great way to, like, end the week because I love I love the weekends. But this is a nice way to kind of wind things down. So um, just a reminder to everybody, first of all, um, we are... If you, if you want to subscribe for updates on the Friday 15 with a link to it and knowing what questions we're going to be asking this week, if you want an email reminder, you can get that at hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday 15. Um, and then let's see, Lori's been like a traveling crazy lady lately. <laughs> we, we've caught her between travels, but um, let's jump into our first question. So this one is from Anonymous, Lori. They say, question, <laughs> if I get a personal <laughs> credit card for the travel bonuses, can I use it for personal travel? Or would it be better to reserve that card specifically for business travel? I don't see myself traveling much for business, but then maybe I just don't know how often agents host with a host do fam trips. So what are your thoughts off the top of your head on that, Lori? Well, it's a pretty big question. And, and it could be read a couple different ways, but this is how I read it. Um, the most important thing, I think, if you have a personal credit card or a business credit card, and, and especially a personal one, and you've designated that as business, then you should only put business on that card. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a personal card, you put use that for your personal travel. But then it could be read that they wanted to use the travel bonuses that they got off this card for personal. Yep. I just really believe on separating the two. Keep your business on one credit card, keep all your business in one bank account and on one credit card. So, it, you know, maybe you use an accounting system, QuickBooks, whatever, so it can keep track of all that and keep your personal life totally separate and personal. To me, that's the key to success. And you're having your own business. Yeah, I I'm on um 100 on board with what Lori's saying. Actually, before we we went live, <laughs> Lori and I had like 15 minutes. We're like, well, I guess it could be read this way or this way. Which way should we answer it? And we're like, we'll answer it multiple ways. So, um, the one thing anonymous I do want to show is just a really quick. We do kind of talk about um business financials. So up on the site, if in the search bar you type in business financials, it'll pull up our setting up um, travel agency financials article. And here it kind of talks about why it's important to keep your business and your personal expenses separate. And that comes kind of the root of it is if, if you get audited and you're saying your company is a separate entity and so like no one can sue and take away your personal assets because the business is separate. But if in your business you're doing all sorts of personal stuff, that kind of, I think, um, they call it piercing the corporate veil, which is very dramatic, but um, <laughs> not something you want to have happen. So this is a great thing to check out. We'll put the link in the show notes for everybody. And I think what's really good to point out is how you pulled that up. Because oh. this site, Host Agency <laughs> Review, by just putting in that search bar, can answer any question that you have. <laughs> And even people like me that have, have runs your own host agency goes there to use this information. So 
Oh, love. thanks, Lord. I you know what I should do is like plant little um Easter eggs within it. So if you type in like something random like our dogs are cat better, I should like have an article that pulls up that well, I don't want to make cat cat lovers feel bad, but everyone knows I'm a dog lover, so <laughs> Well, one thing that we do at Lavarte is we will often use your post and tag your links in our social media stuff. Oh, that's fantastic. Lots Thank of times. You. Lots of times. Yeah. Because we want to also let people see that this is a good place to go to for information. Well, we love your support. Thank you, Lori. <laughs> and by the way, everyone, Lori and I were just talking about this before, but if you're going to Cruise World, Lori is going to be there and she is going to be speaking at the general session. Is that right, Lori? That is correct. Yeah. Yes. So that's very exciting. Yeah. Tune in, tune in for that if you're headed out to Cruise World. So, all right. Next question. Um, this one comes in from Ron. Ron is asking home-based agent versus an independent contractor. How would you define each and what's the difference? I feel like this is like a, uh, a school question or something on yeah. the test at the university or something yeah, a tricky question one of the tricky questions really yeah because to me if you work at home and you're an advisor you're a home-based agent mm -hmm. yeah and um so you could work for a company and be paid salary and be home-based or you could be an independent contractor that works under a host or an independent owner but if you work at home, I guess you're home based yeah. and you don't have an office. Independent contractor you usually is if you're paid by a 1099 from a host company um, or even an agency, actually, it doesn't have to be a host. If you're paid by 1099, you're an independent contractor. Yeah, exactly. And and for those that are newer to the industry and are like, well, I like home-based agent, of course, that means they're home-based. Like just to let everyone know, like a bigger context in the industry, like say 15, 20 years ago when it wasn't common to work at home, home-based agents were a very big deal. Like they were kind of controversial and like people mm -hmm. thought, oh, they're not real agents. Um, but now, you know, we fast forward 15, 20 years later and it's kind of, I don't want to say like an obscure term or um, but it's not one that's thrown around tons anymore to differentiate because like Lori yeah. said, you can be home-based and you can be an employee or you can be an independent contractor or you can own your own company. So, And um, even today, independent contractors used a lot, but I think you're going to even see that go away. Um, you're an advisor and you're yeah. a professional. Whether you're home-based, doesn't matter, or independent contractor, it really doesn't define you. So there's, you know, advisor is what you are. And, yeah. and that's that's what you need to know and not let yourself get pigeonholed on, on these two terms. Yeah, but everybody, like Lori said this first. So in 10 years from now, when everyone's using just advisor and they're talking about how old school it is to say independent contractor, Lori said it first, everyone. <laughs> That's right. I'll yeah. We can note of that. <laughs> yeah. So Ron, hopefully that answers it for you. Um, let's see. We've got one from Pamela and Pamela is asking, hello, I am a host agency and want to know how I can get my agency on this platform. So um, Lori, I'll grab this one real quick. Yes, so, definitely. All I'm going to add is it's so worth it. So do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um <laughs> So Pamela, it's super easy. Email us at hello at hostagencyreviews.com. And just to be transparent with everyone listening. So um, I, I know there was 
some rumblings online that I heard about, about how host agency reviews was pay to play. Just so everybody knows, like our model is we do make money by having advertisers, but everybody is listed for free on this site. There's no cost to be listed. It's only if you want, you know, to be featured up on top or buy certain advertising options that um, people actually have to pay for. So again, just email us at hello at hostagencyreviews.com, Pamela, and it takes just a few minutes to get your profile set up. Whew, we are breezing through this. Course. Okay. Wow. We have, a, we have somebody who wants to play with us. <laughs> he wants well, a question. The, the Husky mix, apparently when it starts getting colder here in Minnesota, he gets very lively and he has been, I don't want to say a handful, but he's been very vocal lately. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let's see. Question four in here. This one comes from Rob and Rob is asking, are there any companies that hire travel agents where I wouldn't have to have my own agency, but working for a big company where I help with travel, get a lot of leads and help throughout the process? Booking travel is a huge passion of mine, and I have a ton of experience with sales and service, but I just don't want to run my own agency, if that makes sense. I would also want to make at least 65000 k doing this. This might be super unreasonable, but I'm just curious. So. Lori, what are your thoughts off that? My, my thought head? is every agency owner I know right now is looking for staff. Oh, yeah. There is a major need for people who want to work in an agency and sell travel. Uh, there's a demand for travel and there's a lack of people. Never has there been a better time for you to get in. And this question I love because it's how I got in the industry. How a oh, lot of people tell us the story. <laughs> it's how a lot of people got in the industry. I actually went to travel school in Florida and then went to work for Orlando Travel and then followed my high school sweetheart to Texas oh. and then looked for an agency to go to work for. And did exactly this, looked for someone that would hire me with no experience, really hard six months I worked in an agency. Um, you may not start out at 65K, mm -hmm. but it's, it's something you could work up to, especially looking at the different agencies. Are they going to give you leads is a good question. Are they going to give you a bonus on top of a salary, gives you ability to make more money sometimes than if it's just salary? Every agency is different, but everybody's looking for somebody just like you. It sounds just like you. Little experience in sales. They love to hire you not knowing yeah. travel a lot of times and knowing sales and also just your passion for travel. So, yes, the answer is yes, yes, yes. There's lots of companies now looking for somebody just like you. And there's other positions besides selling travel that agencies look for. Uh, I run a host agency and I have um, sales and marketing people that just handle my sales and marketing. I have people that just handle advisor support that they don't really sell travel, but they're salaried and listed as an advisor and might also sell a little travel on the side. I actually pay my staff commission when they do do sell travel, but they have other responsibilities besides that as well. So it's such a big industry. And I think it's the best industry anyone can get into. Here, here. So I like I on think that. That, that's a great question. I love hearing that. We only hear about people. You know, you don't want your own business. You know 
that you want to work for somebody with this opportunity and they're out there. They want you. Yeah. So quick question on you. When you were in Texas and you found a job there, were you, because the, the other thing that um, I think doesn't get mentioned a lot is there are corporations that hire in-house travel advisors yes. for their travel department, which I guess technically it's an agency, but it's like a corporate travel department more. So d- is that right. what you did or? or Yeah, actually I started doing corporate. Well, I started in leisure and then went to corporate and I worked for um, a couple different companies, once like IBM in their division, just doing their corporate travel. So mm-hmm. my employer was IBM, not a travel agency, but we were a travel agency. So you can have some type of stuff like that too. Now that's a different kind of travel. You work a lot on the system. You book, book a lot of airline tickets, not leisure vacations. Yeah. But you do have the opportunity to make more money doing that, especially the better and better you get at it with experience. Um, there's lots of facets in travel to make money and a lot of, a lot of ways in different areas like the corporate or the leisure. Lots yeah. of opportunity. Let me um, pull up. So one of the things we have on this site that might help you out here, Rob, is um, if you type in salary up in the bar, that'll pull us the how much the travel agent make um, article. And so this always has the latest up-to-date information. And what we do is we break it down because like Lori said, corporate typically makes more than a leisure agent if you're working for an, an agency. So like if we go down... Um, also, oh, yeah, and different then, states pay more than other states. Yeah, the cost of living is going to be a huge yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Orion. He agreed with us. Is I know. Agree? He's like, it's just so much money. I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, know that when I came from an agency in Florida to Texas, I made double in Texas with what I made in Florida. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. double. Well, and you moved from leisure to corporate, right? No, this was leisure, leisure. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wow, really made a crazy. difference just per state. Even talking to other travel agency owners, different states pay different. Texas is known as paying a little higher than a lot of them. Interesting. Okay. So, Rob, here's some info um, recently from, like, corporate travel advisors. So, um, according to some of the, like, online salary websites, it's between fifty-five dollars to $80,000, roughly, for your average corporate travel advisor income. And if you if you want to learn a little bit more about corporate, um, there's there's a link here in this article too to breaking into corporate that talks more about it and and what's involved with it, why it's so different from leisure. Um, so you so you might find that helpful. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, our jobs board. Um, so if you go up in the top, go into resources, go to travel jobs, and you can see we've probably got. Know how many listed? Maybe like twenty five or so. That's a great place to um, check out what's going oh, on and, and I just see what type something new every <laughs> every time, time Lori. Every time, <laughs> every time I'm learning something new. I didn't even know that was a platform that we could do that. That's fabulous. oh yeah. List any travel. Jo- it's free to list them on here. So awesome. um, anytime you're hiring, put them in here. And like Lori said, right now people like agencies are chomping at the bit to hire, and they're not able to find people. Um, so it's a great time for you, Rob. And don't discard a lower base salary with commission. Oh, because in order for you to really make good money as leisure, you want to be able to make commission. 
It's actually, yeah, let me, I'm going to pull up that other article because we have some data on that, that, so this is from our annual survey that we do, but so there's, there's kind of a, a couple different ways people compensated as employees. So like 25% commission only, uh, we have 42% salary or hourly only, and then 28% do the salary hourly plus the commission. Um, and that is, let's see if we have that here. Oh yeah. So when we look at the breakdown of how much money people make, um, typically it's the, this is a little bit skewed because of the the pandemic numbers, but typically if you're earning commission on top of your salary, they earn way more than what you see way with just more. salary and hourly. If you're a good salesperson, uh, I'm hundred percent on board with Lori that you want commission on top of that and you want it. So it's not capped at all. Like you should be able to keep earning the more you sell. Right, right. And it might be, you know, every employer is going to be different. And that's just something you have to ask. You have mm-hmm. to see how they do that. Sometimes they let you draw until you build your clientele. And there's just lots of ways to work that. But over the 40 years that I've been in the industry, um, 30 of them, I was an advisor. And no, 25 of them, I was an advisor. And what I always made the most money when I had a salary plus commission. Mm -hmm. So before we wrap things up, I have, okay. So first of all, you said the word draw. You said some um, agencies allow you to do a draw, which I think some people might not be familiar with. Can you just do a really quick rundown of what a draw is? Yeah. Like, let's say they give you a a base salary at very low, maybe 25,000. So they will pay you the commission. Kyle, I'm trying to remember how this works, to be honest. They'll pay you the commission so you can get up to a certain amount that you need to make. Let's say it's Mm -hmm. 40, 50, whatever. And then that's a draw on your future commission. So you kind of pay it back. So you'll always make the same amount. So you're not going to be hurting while you're building your clientele. Yeah, it's kind of everybody does a draw different too. You really just have to ask them if they're going to start you with the base that's low ask them if they have a way to get you to that until you get your client base built up. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, borrowing against future commissions that you'll be earning. Yeah. That's a much better way to say it. No, no, no. That was Lori. You explained it. Great. So it's difficult. And I've been to three different agencies that all do it differently. So you really, that's a good question when you're talking to them is, um, how that works and getting the details on yeah. the whole program if they have that. And and the last thing I wanted to say before we wrap things up is um, it's it's just so neat, Lori, to see someone that has been in so many aspects of the industry, like a frontline person running a host agency. My parents' agency was kind of the the same way my mom did the frontline bookings. And that the knowledge that you gain from being on the front side of things and selling and knowing what agency needs, um, you know, I, that's so valuable. Um, well, for thank a host you for saying that. that, you know, I take it for granted. It's all I know. It's just my world. So I don't even think about that. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's, it's a really great thing. Um, Cause I mean, I booked frontline sales for like a week and I was like, this is terrible. This is not for me. Um, <laughs> And I'm very knowledgeable about a lot of things, but if you're talking to me about like selling and the exact mechanisms of it, it's, it's, I don't have that type of knowledge base. So, well, that's what I liked about uh, Rob's question is he said that he's into sales. 
Yeah. And I think that to be a good advisor, you really have to have a little sales component to you because you are, or at least the willingness to learn sales. Yeah. If you can learn it, there's always the great debate, but it is still a sales job and you are still always closing the sale. And you're also doing a lot of research. So knowing what you're really going to do and what it's about is, is helpful, but yeah. And it helps me help my advisors for sure. Knowing that information, because I can help them and tell them the things I did to get my commission up. Yeah, no, exactly. So, well, this was wonderful as always, Lori. So, um, Everybody, we've got a couple more co-hosts. November is a very popular month um, for co-hosting at the Friday 15. So we have Jen Lee is going to be hosting in two weeks from now. She's with Travel Planners International, another host agency. So if you have any specific host agency questions or specific ones for Jen, send those in at hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. And then we also have Tour Radar back. Um, they're a a tech platform, like a marketplace platform for multi-day tours. And Kimberly will be back with us on Black Friday. So if you have any questions, um, make sure to submit those for Kimberly as well. And Lori, what is the best way for people to contact you if they're like, that was super fun. I want to talk more with Lori. Absolutely. Visit our website, lavartetravel.com. And just a little tip, Lavarte is e-travel spelled backwards. So you can never forget how to spell it. No, it's so great. <laughs> LabarteTravel.com tells all about us. It also has a contact us page or even just if you want more information about the agency. Excellent. We'll link to that in the show notes. So Lori, thank you for coming on. Thank, thank you, you everyone for tuning in. Um, have a wonderful, wonderful first weekend in November. And we'll talk to you all next week. All right. Thank you very much. Bye, everyone. Bye.